0: So we have a special guest. We have my man, uh, Slug, Mr. Sean Daly from Atmosphere on the phone.
1: What, what up? Hello, hello. Emphasis on the word special. I'm I'm sober, so I am special. I'm the special one in the room right now. You're the
2: only one that <laughs> is.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, I got to be honest. Initially, I wasn't a huge Atmosphere fan. I, I didn't give you guys a shot. I know I associated your, your 90s music probably to... to like anacon and sage and and you know i was in my 20s so i was immature and and probably a little uh clueless but uh, you were i will always remember the time that you reached out to me and and for those that don't know i'm Phil of flavor i have a uh, i had a message board that was quite popular in, in the you know the 2000s you reached out to me a lot of people were there and and you were you were straight from day one i mean you were always cool and, and i gave you a, a, a listen A fair, a fair shot and, and I realized What an asshole I was For, for just I guess Categorizing you as, as emo rap Or whatever it is that, At that, that time That people Said that your music Was like And, and uh, you know I appreciate that Ever since uh, Ever since then I, I, I've probably seen you A handful of times And you've always been cool And you've always seen your show You've always been You know Hospitable to my wife And my crazy ass Brother-in-law Who's always drunk and Shit,
3: uh, he met Nick before.
0: Yeah, he's met Nick a few times. God bless you, bro. Yeah, man. Nick's a homie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> On the wrong side
4: of the tracks, but
0: yeah, you know. And, and you know, I just I want to say I appreciate the you know I appreciate the relationship. I appreciate the you know you giving us your time today.
1: And you know this this might be the like most humble yet awkward intro I've ever received. <laughs> well, so I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for the kind words. You weren't an asshole, dude. You know what I'm saying like it's it's a it. it it's all good, man. Like I, 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 I it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a time, man. We had a time, it definitely, anyway. It so, definitely so, was a time. and and you know what? Uh, one more, one more thing. You were cool
0: as shit, cause before we really even, you know, I guess, talked to one another. You, I remember you on. Uh, I want to. see... It was Jimmy Kimmel, and you're like, yo, I, I shouted out fellow flavor, and sure enough, <laughs> I watched that night, and it was like Dean <laughs> Cook when Dean Cook was like, no I guess somebody. And uh, Ludacris was on the show. I, I don't. And he, sure enough, he, it, he shot it out, fell of Flavor It, it was cool as shit. And then I think you did it one more time on Conan or Letterman. And I was like, wow, this dude is, is really cool.
1: Well, it became kind of like a, a running thing for us, it was like. A uh, Cause you know I was, I was slipping in Fill of Flavor Easter eggs Even in the songs and shit You know it was kind of like a It was just like a weird thing Cause it was like Well this isn't gonna like Offend anybody That that, that doesn't know It's only All it'll do is is Make the, the seven or eight people That see it That recognize it That get it Be like yo I can't believe he did that shit You know what I'm saying So it was just uh, uh, Easter eggs The um First of all It's been I was trying to I was trying to get those Free banner ads
0: uh, you guys got plenty of banner ads on the low <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh it's been about a year since you guys dropped your last album fishing blues right i think i want to say yeah, you out last yeah. summer
1: yep so yep, what, last august what
0: uh what have you been up to
1: besides making babies since Uh well you know we we ran around for a while and when i finally sat down from uh touring it was kind of like time to get family focused you know uh, both of us had, had well mine has not come yet my kids do in a couple of weeks Anthony had a kid a few weeks ago so we just kind of took some time to stay home and work on you know our homes you know what I'm saying get things in order you know new kids kind of they come and they shake things up you know so just try to try to reinforce everything brace everything and, and prepare for that and I've been doing a little writing here and there but, but mostly I've been kind of been organizing and alphabetizing you
0: know what I mean I hear, you. and you're pre- prepping uh, for kid number four. Yeah, man, fourth fourth child. Okay, you definitely are a rapper. You got four so children. You, get, you gotta get that sniff
2: brother. <laughs>
1: I'm not getting snipped until I go broke.
2: Hey, listen, I'm petrified of that. I'm not doing it at all.
1: No, I don't know. How did Tony it,
2: Soprano do? It, that? Dude, the whole thought of it just makes my stomach turn. It freaks mm-hmm. me out.
1: Yeah, then don't, don't, don't do it. It ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like if you, if you, yeah. I mean, you know, you know yourself, dude. If if it's something that you're scared of, don't do it. I don't. We don't need a. We don't need another scared dad.
0: <laughs> another Wade. Nobody needs that. <laughs> so, as you, uh, I don't want to say older, but as you, I, I guess you become more mature as a, you know, as an artist. Do you allow? critics to to get to you like maybe you once did you know
1: 10 15 years ago you know my thing back in the day and now has never really been about whether or not you like the music um, any any kind of beef I ever had with anybody who was being critical, it was never about them being critical of the music. Like I didn't care if people like the music. That's just taste. Taste is, you know, taste is important. We all have that, and we use it to we we use it to uh, to to signify who we are. We we we, sh- we use our taste and our opinions to uh, to represent who we are as individuals, and so. my problem was always with people who wanted to take personal shots like they knew me, you know what I mean? And so whenever I had issues with critics or whenever I had some shit to talk, it was always because somebody was kind of coming out the side of it without really knowing what they were talking about. And so I was always like, just stick to judging the music that you don't understand. Like, that's cool. But you're 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 talking about me like you're you're sizing me up or like you're 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 my fucking therapist or some shit trying to talk about you know and here's the problem with what slug does and i'm just like look i suck my dick you know what i mean it's like (laughs) and and it's and, and to be fair it's still like that you know what i mean but just it's just that nowadays it's not an issue because we're not like on the edge you know back in the day we were like on the edge of what was happening And so everybody had to talk about it. Now we're just, you know, the fucking the Neil Young of indie rap. We're just around. Nobody, you are like the fish of
4: hip hop. I won't. I won't
1: lie. Listen. You know what I'm saying? And so and so at, at that point it's like you, you you already know you're either a fan or you're not. And if you're not, you, you really got no business even talking about us. And if you are, then go ahead and tell and tell the world if you like or don't like the new record. You know what I mean? And so in that case though, the the relationship to the music and the criticism in general has just become a lot more. It's not that it's changed, it's just it's everybody's muscles are very well exercised. You know what I'm saying? And so there's no need to knee jerk or have anything like that go on. You know, but but for real, like if a critic were to like talk about the new record and then and then discuss how I am as a parent based off of what they're hearing on the record, I'll still tell them to suck my dick. So what you're saying is basically
0: any outsider really can't influence the way you feel about a project. Like for instance, let, let's take your last album for example, right? I know, yeah, yeah. I, I know Pitchfork or Spin, one of the two. They, they weren't the
1: kindest when reviewing that. Oh no, Spin, yeah, spin, 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 shoot it up, if I remember correctly. You know, and uh and you know, to be fair, I mean, dude had valid points, and so I can't be like, yo, the stuff he's saying about the music is bad. He, I can't, I, I couldn't really critique his critique. Except for when he would talk about personal shit and you know things that have nothing to do with the fucking music, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't talk about my image. I don't have a fucking image, bro. I'm 45 fucking years old. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that, and that, and that's just it. That all that kind of stuff. To save that for these new dudes that are coming in, just let me let me fade Let me fade away gracefully, like a like a less batshit version of Karis one. Personally, me personally, I don't give a
0: fuck. Right. Personally. Right. Look, if if somebody was harmed or whatever yeah. was done, whatever y'all deal with that shit. What right. what? Deal right. with it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's that shit crazy. Wait, no, the, nice. slug,
3: slug Sean, I got I got two part question for you. So we were talking about um, you know taste and character and um, you know dog. Let me ask you a question. On your hot dog, do you get ketchup or mustard?
1: Oh man, I mean, if I have to eat a hot dog, I'll probably put both on there. Oh, that, Any, anything 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 to cover there? up Damn. Hey bro relish fuck fucking ketchup cheese, fuck ketchup on a hot dog. All right Sam, <laughs> Anything look man I'm from Minneapolis and and it's like hot dogs are like you, they're in the fridge when you grow up It's not like a thing that you get in special At the baseball game or nothing It's some shit that your mom made you eat And you were like, <laughs> yeah. man, I'm fucking sick of this shit yeah. So really, I'll put anything on it To get rid of the flavor of the fucking hot dog Like your <laughs> cheese, pickles
3: Fucking chocolate, <laughs> mint
1: that cilantro. Cilantro. I, whatever, cilantro, cilantro Cilantro
3: take, fixes everything Make me a Mexican fucking hot dog taco Hey, but but let me ask you a question. So like kinda like piggybacking off everything you just talked about, the reason why you're why why you're able to have a voice like this and be so influential in, in, in your in your music today and, and the audience that you captivate and you please, right? Is because you made a decision. You made a pretty big fucking decision after God loves ugly, because there was a big fucking push on commercial labels. To say, yo, this dude, fucking Sean, this slug, this atmosphere, fucking crew is dope as fuck. But you chose to, say, to to stay independent. So, what were the pros and cons that went through your mind at that time to make the decision?
1: I mean, you know, there's the obvious factors, the things that are like, well, I want to work for myself. You know, my whole life, you got to remember, I was a late bloomer. You know, uh, when God of Lily came out. I was thirty. I turned thirty that year. So Shit. I was, okay. you know, a, a lot of my contemporaries were like five years younger than me. You know what I mean? And so, and so thirty was mad old in rap, even in indie rap. You were rap fucking Julio Franco
3: in the rap game. <laughs> hey,
1: and so, so part of the part of it was it was simple math. It was just like, look, man, I've had bosses for the last fucking fifteen years of my life. I don't want another boss. So what do I got to do here to not have a boss? And nobody really could offer that. Uh, the other thing, too, man, I mean, to be fully frank, I was scared. You know, part of me was like, hey, I don't want to get into a situation with some people that I don't know, that really don't give a fuck about me as a person. And because I, I don't know where that's going to go. And I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I have it. Well, I just didn't know. I didn't know if I had it in me to not only maneuver that shit, but also could I deliver what it is they needed. I didn't know if I could deliver the kind of record that they would want. You know, so I I was, it was great that fools wanted to take a chance on me, but part of me, you know, if I'm gonna be fully honest, is that I wasn't sure that I could give them the record that they needed. And I'm not the kind of dude that likes to do a bad job. So not only do I not want a boss, but I don't want to disappoint the fucking boss I end up with, you know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. it's just, a lot of it a lot of it you know and i never really talk about that because that doesn't sound as cool as me just saying fuck the major labels you know what i'm saying so it was a lot easier to just be like i love that no nah, fuck I all that i love that song. you know but but but, awesome. but but the truth truth doesn't matter was it just none of it just none of it made sense to me not for money i didn't you know i, I especially i didn't need, i didn't need a lot of money I, I was used to being broke so i wasn't looking at it like yo let's Let's make a bunch of millions. I was just trying to get through the next year or two, you know what I mean? No,
4: for sure. Listen, I, you know, a lot of times I, I went back into a lot of the dark stuff that you were uh, doing early on. I mean, it's kind of your your main characteristic, I think, you came out as an artist with, you know, kind of brushing into the darker side of things. But, you know, you take a song like Best Day and and you see the change and you, you kind of say, hey, was this kind of for the, for the label? Because the truth is, I still, it's, it's a dope-ass joint. Regardless of happiness, sunshine, and smiley faces, I love that shit. And it kind of shows a different side, and I, and I appreciate that. I mean, were you thinking something different when you did a song like that compared to the earlier shit?
1: Well, you know, the thing that I think resonated was that the earlier stuff, the, the darker stuff, was still about hope. It was not like, life sucks and you die, but it was always about trying to figure shit out and find the answers and the thing that you know when people started connecting with me and, and 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 making sure i was aware of their connection to me that was the thing that i kept hearing over and over was people were like yo your music is helpful or your music is this your music is that so when i realized like yo look at this our catalog are these songs about like trying to figure some shit out I was like, well, you know, I'm still trying to figure shit out. You know, you're talking about like, let's say 2007, when, let's say, uh, just for the sake of argument, uh, finances were fine. I had finally gotten my life in order as far as my relationship shit went. I find, you know, things were falling into place. So I couldn't, I couldn't feasibly sit there and continue writing songs about trying to figure out shit and how life was fucking hard because I'd be full of shit. So I knew. I had to kind of, how do I transfer? How do I move over to be able to discuss the real shit I'm thinking about, but still maintain my relationship with my music, you know? And and so I just took the concept of hope, and this was pre-Obama, by the way. (laughs) And I took this concept of hope and tried to figure out how to how how to how to cultivate that relationship and also be able to 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 fucking grow you know what i mean uh be able to to, to make music that was still very true to myself but it, but at the same time push myself for some kind of growth and so i wrote a record about you know uh, a, a album full of stories it was the, the lemons the the life gives you lemons joint and uh so during the process of that there was a bunch of throwaway tracks Best Day was a throwaway track. Really? Fucking, uh, yeah, Sunshine <laughs> was a throwaway that's track. Crazy. And that's a, listen, dog, a running joke with us is that we should just fucking never, Throw every shit time away. I pick the songs, every time I pick the songs that aren't going to go on the record, they end up being the most popular Sunshine's fucking like, song. Yeah, it's one of your biggest hits. Yeah. Dude, it's dude if i were to go look at the listings wherever they uh you know where they list digital fucking plays or whatever sunshine and best day are two of the biggest songs we've ever made you know along with balance there's a couple of big ones from back in the day too but but let's be real i'm like fuck i shouldn't be the dude picking the songs that go on the record you know what i mean like wow. i should just be like here let me make these songs and then but then again it wouldn't be the way it was if it, if it was you know what i'm saying things are kind of People like, the fact that they, people like the fact that they connect with a song that isn't on an album because then it's like, same thing with me. When I was a kid, it was all about the B-side. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like the 12-inch had a B-side and my friends didn't know that one. And so not only did I love the rapper, but I had a song that I connected to that I felt was more mine than everybody else's. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like all that stuff's important with our relationship with music. So when I think about it, I'm like, oh, maybe I, I was accidentally... Forcing fucking B-sides. I don't know, dude. Like, and, I, and I think but the I, listener I,
4: sometimes doesn't allow the artist to have duality. I mean, you know, the fact that you kind of, you know, gravitated towards something that wasn't the popular one. I mean, that's kind of what the true fan really wants deep down.
1: Sure you know and i'm lucky because i got anthony and we tend to agree on all that kind of stuff you know what i mean like you know and and, and it's and i'm also lucky because i have a label that pretty much lets me do whatever the fuck i want for better or for worse and so it's always it's always after the fact that the people from the label are like i say that like i'm not one of them but I, i do try to separate myself from the label when we're talking about atmosphere projects or when we're working on atmosphere projects fucking uh i i um they don't hit me up until way after the fact and go, See, you should have put Sunshine on the record. I'm like, dog, if you really felt that way at the time, you could have said something. <laughs> but they're like, oh, nobody wants to pressure you. They want to let you do what you want because you're a fucking diva. I get it. I'm a diva. That's really what it comes <laughs> down crazy. to. That's crazy.
0: Those songs were for that uh, album.
1: Wow. Well, no, it was that. We, those songs were from the same sessions. You know, oh, okay. For that album, I made uh, what I thought was going to be a double album. And when we were all said and done, I was like, "Man, this is a whole bunch of shit. It's going to be overwhelming. It's too much music." so we 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 whittled it down to one record and then the rest of the stuff, we figured out how to release as, you know, some of it came out on those Sad Clown EPs. Uh, you know, and in the process, we also made two other projects. Dude, in the, in the course of like two years, we made about 40 songs, and we put out Strictly Leakage, When Life Gives You Lemons, and four different Sad Clown records, and another Leak joint, uh, F- Follow the Leaker, or no. Uh, what was the other Leaker? Speak. Oh, Leak It, leak it Will and because uh, we were we were copying rap rap records follow the leaker leak at will and strictly leakage um we made all this shit in over the course of 2006 2007 and then in 2008 we put out like fucking eight different projects you know what i'm saying it was like it was like our year to be fucking little wayne <laughs> He was the only other dude that year that put out as much music as us. And then right before the SoundCloud world and the YouTube world. So right in the middle there, me and Lil Wayne were like pound for pound, like the most fucking uh, prolific motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like
2: Lil Wayne. Hey, Roger here. I just I just wanted to say that, you know, I appreciate very much that you don't take yourself so seriously that you appreciate your art form and that you can acknowledge and accept and appreciate that, um, that everybody has an opinion. And you're cool with, oh, that. Sure. You're yeah, cool yeah, with yeah. that. You're cool with that opinion as long as it's not about you personally outside of your music, which nobody has a right to judge anyway, unless they know right. You well, personally. Right.
1: Well, no. Look, if you're my friend and you think I'm fucking up and you think I'm being a shitty dad or a shitty husband or a shitty fucking you know goalie on your hockey team, whatever, fucking say something <laughs> to me. Yeah, you know
2: exactly. Different animal. But
1: but if you you know if if you if you write for fucking Cork and Beans dot com or some shit like that, man, just shut the fuck up with that just just talk about the music and if you don't like the music say it let
2: exactly. your people know and th- and that's cool and and you know you know uh, it, the important thing is is that you're true and to what you're doing and that you love what you're doing and the hope is as an artist the hope is that people will appreciate it and people will enjoy it the same way you enjoy doing it and outside of that it's out of your control and the fact that you uh, that you appreciate people's opinion when it comes to that, and that they're entitled to that, is is a big deal because a lot of you, need, out you there, need
1: to you need to take another shot. You don't sound you drunk enough. <laughs> yep,
2: Slug, Rogers
0: is the voice to Taco Bell. He's a voiceover actor, <laughs> and if you watch Taco Bell commercial,
2: you're listening to my man Raj right now. Steal a bass, steal a taco, only at Taco Bell.
1: Hey, but I'm just saying he sounds
2: very Here, well I, I put swear together to God, and articulate. He
3: is the voice of Taco no, Bell. He, he's our show. voice
4: of reason tonight. All right, you no. know what?
3: You know what? Yo, Sean Slug, <laughs> <laughs> I got a question Yo. for you. Man. You see, here's the deal. I, I'm sorry, man. I have this
1: thing where uh, the minute like it's like you were saying nice things about me, and I can only put up with so much of that shit before yeah. I have to crack a joke. And it's just a defense mech. Well, look, you you mentioned batshit
0: crazy earlier about KRS-One, and I I want to know. I'm dying to know. So you've worked with a lot of cats. You worked with Karis One and Buckshot. How did that particular collaboration come about?
1: Uh, I, I was the Buckshot and his people reached out to me. Okay, and he told me, you know, that they were doing this record together. And I mean, I couldn't say no. You know, Swan is my hero. You know what I'm saying? He's he's my fucking idol. He's he's probably the reason I rap. I know people say that about other rappers. And, a real and, and It's is always the
3: reason. He's like your number yeah. one. Oh yeah 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 um. yeah. yeah.
1: Well here's the thing Here's the thing If I were to make a top 5 Or a top 10 right now I'm not sure he would crack it But You know um, When you're 17 And Art Music Specifically Has that huge impact on you Not just Because of the music you like But man Your lifestyle Everything about you That was That that was Kara's one You know what I'm saying Because of him I, I decided to start paying attention to the world i started I, you know I, I, not to use a cliche but i i, I became hashtag woke because of <laughs> karis one back in ni- 1980 89 you know what i'm saying and so it's like he could do no wrong you know uh, uh uh first four albums first five albums really sex and violence his his first five albums are fucking a biblical power. That's a horrible fucking way to describe something. His shit's powerful. His, his, his first his biblical proportions. Those, those five records and, and to this day I don't think I would say another artist in my opinion has had that kind of a run.
3: So that kind of correlates a little bit to my question here right now is that you were always uh, an artist who came up right around the time, at least in my opinion I felt when like internet was in the wheelhouse all of a sudden. It was a new thing, it was available to everyone, people had access, there was like CD burners, there was fucking music. Accessibility was just at a place where it was never before. Okay. So you you're you're kind of part of the new breed, but you got that old school flavor to you. So what couple things, one or two things today are just so different than what they were about 20 years ago when you when when you came up? And and, and is it a positive or a negative? Like, what, yeah. what is the landscape like today? And, like, why is it so fucked up or why is it so great? Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it makes total sense. Because he's, he's completely he's, drunk, he, bud. He no, well, completely that. drunk. Did that a was a fucking real question, that. He's basically saying, was Napster important <laughs> to you coming up? <laughs> I'm not talking about Napster. I'm just talking about <laughs> anything, like like touring, here's, just, here's, here's, just being on the road. Because so I, so, I heard you went to Dallas from, like, uh, I think it was, like, Minnesota to Dallas. For a $200 show, because that's how important touring was to you back then. And that is what fucking built your fucking character... And built your fucking audience and made you the man you are today is because you're hustling, bro. You're hustling this drive, bro. you, man?
2: No, I ain't fucking kidding, bro. <laughs> Slug, do you remember that show we did, the Why Not Two in 1998? He fucking
3: hustled. I want to
1: answer my question, though. Yeah, I have that. I have that show on a uh, on, on mini dv tape. I have. I just recently uh, came across that show. I have oh, that on tape. I
4: got, a, I got that shit on laser disc.
2: I just had a, a Chris Holy moment. Shit. Remember that? Uh, that was cool. cool.
0: Yo, are you gonna work with Murz again to maybe do a felt four? I guess my question got passed off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: probably will. I probably will. I don't know. You know, the thing with me and Murz is that we me, make music out of we make <laughs> we make music out of convenience.
3: Here, listen man, I'm gonna circle i am going circle I'ma circle back to no, your no, question. No, no, here's, I here's, just wanna hear no, my listen. fucking fellow compadre laugh. I think second.
1: you just wanna hear yourself talk. <laughs> listen, here's here's what I'm gonna say. Uh me, me, and Merce—we make those records because of our timing and our schedules linking up. But because you know, um, it's becoming easier and easier to not have to like get together to, to 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 do that. I can record a bunch of songs, send them to him. He could do his part, send them back. You know, uh, but I, we we try not to do it that way. We try to actually make sure we hang out to make those records. Now, to answer your other question, the thing that I think is most different is that literally now. Uh it really does feel like anybody can do this. When I got into it, there was still this, you had to prove yourself to some sort of like this invisible hand of hip hop that, that was kind of controlling. And you had to prove that you had lyrics, you had to prove that you, that you had drive, you had to prove you had all these things. And so as, as MCs, it was our job to make it look like this was easy. Like, oh, this just comes natural. This is easy. And not really show you that behind the scenes, there was a lot of work involved. Right now, we have a generation of people who actually believed us when we tried to show them how easy it was. When we pretended that this was easy, these people actually believed it. And now they're in the limelight and they're making music. And it really was as easy as... They made it, and it's kind of an amazing thing. It's not even a bad thing. It's just a thing, and it's kind of amazing to see how, you know. The the bottom line is shit still sinks, and the good stuff still floats. And so the artists that that that, that are getting known, there's a reason they're getting known, and there's a reason why SoundCloud is full of people who aren't getting known. But the bottom line is, SoundCloud is fucking full of people. And when when you were coming up, when I was coming up, there was nothing like that. Right. you 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 didn't just get to make some shit you had to be validated and have somebody fucking make you feel like you're supposed to be doing this now it's it's a world of it's a world of everybody's fucking children makes music and it's kind of dope um the reason i think that is because it feels like man with 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 dude, there's so much stuff.
3: let me it's ask a lot this. of creativity ask yes. this. yeah yeah yes or no yes or no response off of this question the more connected is it, it is today, do you feel disconnected? I mean, me personally, I don't. But I, I,
1: I okay. believe that there's a fucking slippery slope there. There's a lot of room for people. To, you saw
3: my angle on that question, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So
3: but like, is there a disconnection off of all of that accessibility and connections?
1: It's not going to fuck my life up. But I do think that there's a lot of room for, for people to get it wrong. Uh, and but but who's to say that that's wrong? It's just where we're, it's just evolution to whatever's right, yeah. fucking coming next. It
4: wasn't it you know right wrong? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. But you got to say yeah. technology right, here,
4: plays a part in that whole thing. I mean, what we had to do to make production back then with whether it was 10 seconds of samples or the way we had to chop things and now everything is sliced and kind of set up. I mean, it is easier now. So we pretended it was easy, but now it actually is easy because of technology. You got to admit that is part of the equation that someone can just jump on, throw a breakbeat in, and all of a sudden, they're, like, making their own shit. Do ciphers still exist, Sean?
1: In my world, they do. In my world, they do. You know, in the mainstream world, I don't know. I don't even know. I like your You know... And part of that is because i'm i 'm not connected to the mainstream world really. I pay attention enough fringe attention to uh, keep a finger on the pulse of creativity, but i 'm not really paying attention to the technique that's being used with the creativity I, I i don't I notice that there's not as much sampling going on, but i don't really um, care to try to break down what the sounds are that are being used. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I'm, I'm in the know, but really, man, I'm in my own world, you know? And, and, and I like this world. I'm cool. I'm chilling in this world. It's mine.
4: You know what I mean? Like, So you're not going into the production side of things, like most kind of are trying to, you know, make extra money or go into producing. I mean, you're just strictly sticking to the MC side.
1: I mean, I'll stick to the MC side mostly because uh, it. It addresses all of my needs, you know. I I have this need to be on a stage. I have this need to talk to people. I have this need to 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 speak to crowds, to audiences, I have this need to be like, look at me. And and being a rapper feds all that. And so that's why I always kinda stuck with it. You know, I started off as a as a DJ and got into production before I was even a rapper. And none of that stuff really fed my fucking my my it didn't validate the things that i needed validated you know what i mean like now that's not to say i won't make some beats it's just that i probably won't try to you know get fucking famous rappers to spit over them if anything you know i'll probably play them for friends or some dumb ass shit but I, it's you know i have the records i have the gear i have the creativity i just I, I keep my focus on the
2: stuff that's gonna fucking give me what i want it still has to be good it still has to be you
0: That's like a Hallmark card right there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He just did a mic drop. Dre just did a mic uh, drop. uh,
0: Speaking of producers, I've always been intrigued by your relationship with Ant. And um, I I maybe met him five times and said five words to him during those five times. But he's a reclusive dude who's always pleasant, always gracious, extremely likable. But I want to know, outside of the recording, like... Does he come over Saturday night? Your wife's making pasta. He brings over some red wine and, and a, a you know a <laughs> loaf of bread. Like, what is your relationship like outside of the tour bus and outside of the studio?
1: Because you, you know, know you're like polar opposites. He, he you no, know, no, we're not actually. We're we're the same fucking dude. We just don't dress the same. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 Here's the thing. If, if I was the type of person that, like, actually had people come over, yes, he would definitely come over and eat pasta. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in my world, I, I'm, I'm out of the house so much for work still that when I'm home, man, I, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm fucking low key with it. Now, that's not to say I don't hang out with Aunt. We get together. We just do it under the guise of work, kind of like what you guys are doing right now. You know, we, me and Aunt will hang out, but we'll just make sure that there's another purpose going on so that we can sit around and talk shit. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's and so it's so if it, you know, maybe there's a sporting event to watch on the television or like, to yo, go
3: to. Yo, kids are watching. time for us to get down, time to get loose. Let's relax and have some fun. Right, right. Wait, was that a question? Nah, I don't know. Cut drunk.
0: Cut, cut his mic off. This is another fucking hallmark car yeah Yeah. Kev
4: is uh
0: yeah he's okay uh, so i got it you guys do have a relationship i I mean it wasn't implying you don't but oh yeah no he's my he's he's
1: my best friend he's he he's he's literally my best
0: friend you know what i'm saying it's like when you're on that tour bus you're you're facetiming your family he's watching like scorsese flicks and whatnot like there seems to be (laughs) am i right how accurate is that Right? No, that's not. That's got to be accurate. (laughs) I totally see him like watching, you know, like you know, Dog Day Afternoon, and you're Facetiming
1: your family and blowing kisses to your your children. It's a it's a cool it's a cool you know, there's it, a cool mental image that involved, but yeah, it's not nah dude. Uh you know, we're very, very similar. He's definitely more he's 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 more well versed than I am when it comes to music and movies. And I'm more well versed than him when it comes to music and movies. It's just, you know, we're we're kinda the same dude. We we just don't dress the same up. So
0: you said he had a he had a child like a month ago it's not him but obviously his girl and, and you're having another one in a month from now or a few weeks from now actually so yeah, how yeah, yeah. how weeks. will that impact you know your touring and, and honestly your music
1: making uh, for this foreseeable future well you know I've been having kids and touring throughout the whole process it, it you just gotta schedule it you know we're fortunate that we actually had both of our kids in the same season so we're able to take off the same Time and neither of us is just sitting on our on, on our thumbs. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and the good thing about being home is that you can stay up all night and make music. True. So, you know, we, we're getting it done. It's just also. But it's just like anything You know You're you're juggling Like we're juggling We probably won't hit the road again Too heavy For for a few months But then once we do You know I mean we gotta go to work Gotta go to work Hey right Honey I gotta go to work You You wanna drive You wanna drive That piece of shit car Is that an issue with your
4: wife? I mean I know it is for mine
1: what? Then I Wait, gotta go to work. Doing
4: tours? <laughs> I'm just saying that you're just always working, kind of you know grinding it out, not spending time with them, not being around the family the way they want. I mean, it's tough because it's you gotta
3: you gotta try to fit both in. It's a tough. It's a Dude, tough our, kick. our podcast ruined your you Thanksgiving know. dinner. <laughs> thankfully, uh, thankfully we. Uh, I,
1: I, I, thankfully there's still logic in the fact that the time that I'm home, I'm actually able to be home and I'm 100% there. I don't have to, I don't, I'm, I'm not a fraction of myself because I gotta wake up for work in the morning and go to some job or because I'm, you know, I come home from work exhausted. It's like, I'm gone for three months. Not even Nowadays man we, 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 we definitely have More of a family man Kind of tour schedule I'm gone for like Four weeks And then I come home For a couple of weeks Then I leave for four Then I come home for four Then I leave for four Then I come home For six months And then In that period of time I make another record You got an off And I You know it, 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 Exactly I have an off season and, 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 when, and for the off season I'm fully present you know what I'm saying and so it's kind of like I'm sure at some point you know uh, the, the, the likelihood of one of my kids telling a therapist that dad was gone too much is, 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 is definitely a possibility but in the same breath you know uh what what's the trade-off you know what i'm saying it's like for for because of that the time that you did get with dad maybe it was you know he was you know number one dad you know what i'm saying so it's like i guess uh only time will tell you know everything is um what did my dude musab, musab said he said uh everything is uh it's all circumstantial you know what I'm saying? It's like every everything. It's like there's—is it good? Is it bad? It all remains to be seen. But really, what you do with the time that you're present, right there, right in the moment, in your life, literally, right now, you guys at your podcast table—you know that shit is whatever it is. It's 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 for you. It's 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 the time that you're supposed to be there. The time that you go home and be with your kids when you when you're with your with your kids. That time is there, and it's supposed to be there. And it's not about. You know, it's about what you make of it What you make of that time Like if one of you dudes is sitting there right now Mad at one of the other dudes And you're just sitting on shit Instead of like addressing it at the end of the podcast We're You know, on the parking lot or whatever right You know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's like that's the kind of thing that makes life toxic Life doesn't have to be toxic regardless of how you spend it You know, it's just a matter of how you treat your surroundings Right Man, I sound stoned
2: yeah, that was some stoner talk, dude.
3: Go Wade. Sorry about that. That,
2: that was a hallmark. <laughs> <Wade. laughs> Slug. So, it's been like 20 years, man. You've been grinding it out, doing it big. What's the window of time that was your favorite time, and why? Hmm. I mean, if you're if we're talking about in regards to uh, the music career, yep. I would say the
1: the last couple of years have been the best, the best of this so far. You know. But just, you know, when um, when we started working with Bill, when Bill came out on the road with us, he came out because we were, you know, we had this idea, like, what if I had two DJs, like some old school main source looking shit, uh, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew or something. And and we, we did it whimsically because it just seemed like a fun thing to do. And it became something way bigger than its parts. You know what I'm saying? Like the three of us on tour together has become this, like, it's an amazing family on and off stage. Like the three of us hang out constantly. We go record shopping together. We go eat together. We play shows together. We talk about movies together. And it's become this thing where it's it's gelling, it, it, shit, it gelled in a way that started to influence the creativity and, and the song making as well. And so I gotta say, like having all of that in place while not you know just being out there chasing the party or 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 or, or 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 not paying attention this has been a really uh great period of time for me you know what i'm saying i can only speak on behalf of me obviously but for me this is the best part of the career now i don't know what that means moving into the future you know what i'm saying but 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 i will say the last three or four years have been the have the the best part of this it's been 20 years now a little over 20 years and you know also a big part of that might just be because also uh, there's not as much stress involved you know it used to be a much more stressful environment and now a lot of that stress has worked itself out fools eat healthy you know i'm saying like fools are getting old man and they're taking care of themselves you know i'm saying that's like i i and, and so i appreciate being in this moment with these dudes so
0: you mentioned getting together. I know when we get together, we usually talk politics. And I don't want to really get into politics now. But I, And I know you were a big Obama supporter in Jill Stein last uh, last election. But I want to know, as a Minnesotan, is that the right word? Minnesotan? I don't want to really
3: talk politics, but no, I know you were I, a big know,
0: Obama supporter. I want to uh, know, <laughs> how
3: do you feel about Al
0: Franken?
1: I'm a fan of Al Franken. You know, I feel as if... Uh... <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't get too deep, but I, I would say this. I, I feel as I, I, I definitely support who this person is and what he represents. You know, I, I would love um, I would love it if more people were straightforward and, 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 and spoke frankly. But I also know that, you know, he is part of uh, he's, he's part of a, of a bigger machine that sucks. And it's like just because you might not suck you chose to be part of this machine that sucks it's like a it's like a police officer like somebody might say "Oh, he's a good cop and 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 you know i could argue that and be like well no technically he's not just because he's a good person he's still part of a movement that's not a good thing and and as long as he's not in there like arresting other cops then he's not a good cop so
4: you support jesse the body then (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, same, I have the same problem with Jesse You know, with Jesse, I mean, obviously there's other problems too Because some of the shit that comes out of his mouth is He's, is the, he's the main
4: conspiracy guy in the world, man But he was dope and predator <laughs> Son of a bitch dug in like an Alabama tick You're hit
3: You're bleeding, man I ain't got time to bleed
1: there was a breath of fresh air to having somebody who we perceived as being somewhat progressive. And, and, and no, at the end of the day, it was a fucking farce. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whatever, dude, this fucking dude should not have been our governor. And it's kind of fucking embarrassing, but I've been trained to try to find the bright side to that shit. So the other part of me just wants to say, yeah, dude, he was good predator. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Alright, I fucking hate politics So I'm gonna talk about hip hop again with you So you, over the years We we, we kind of touched on this earlier you worked with artists like MERS, DOOM, Aesop, etc, right? Is there an artist or two that you haven't worked with But there's like a chance that it's gonna happen soon That you're very excited for That you could maybe give us a leak on Like, yo, I'm about to do a project with X and Y And shit's gonna be fucking hot Exhibit? Like, what's up? X you doing y, shit with an no. Exhibit? i mean all
1: of the all of the all of the that's funny all of the people that i'm in in talks with doing just songs and shit with like the songs belong to them so i wouldn't feel right talking about it also i'm not really the dude that talks about shit before it comes to fruition because if it doesn't okay. happen then i feel like that douchebag that talked about some shit that didn't
3: happen okay um, i respect that but i would say this but like, is, there, uh, is, is, is there an artist or how about this how about this maybe i should re rephrase a question Is there an artist that you, is like number one on your list to work with that you haven't yet to date, but shit could possibly fucking happen realistically? Man, um, I don't know. I guess, you know, uh, I I
1: would make a song with the exhibit, but I don't know that, that, I don't even know if that's realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Well, like you know, I guess I could just you, do you want me to just talk some bullshit no, or do you want no, like no. an honest answer uh, you I know what I'm saying just, like, we want the real show yeah an honest answer I would love to do some shit with Premier you know because he's definitely on my, on my checklist you know what I'm saying it's like um, who else have I not worked with that I would love to that it could be a possibility um um That's but, but yeah I don't fucking know who else, man. Black Thought. Oh! Oh, dude, I would fucking jump at the chance to work with Black Thought. Hell,
4: Goody yeah. Mop. Goody Mop?
0: Video. Where's that Like as a, a fuck a, is that. I I mean like, I, like, I, like, wait, wait, Goody hold on, hold on. I I say, that sounds pretty
1: left. Lost no, boys, you know, with, with a the, with, 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 <laughs> on, with, with, or with or without CeeLo. No, with without CeeLo. Without without. Because fuck. I'm gonna tell yes, you why. I would because, totally I would totally fuck with Goody Must. And I'm gonna tell you
4: why, because a lot of that shit we were talking earlier, Sunshine, Best Day, it kinda has a little southern vibe to it with that kinda like church piano type shit, but I don't know. There's just something there that I do see a parallel and I just think Yo, it would be fucking you insane. You give me
1: Goody Mob give me Goody Mob without CeeLo. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All day. Was, wasn't CeeLo the best You problem. know what? No, no seriously. I would, say this. I would love to do some shit with organized noise, period. You know period. What I'm like i, would, I would. Yeah. One of
4: the best production groups, period, man. Equipment yeah. is still my fucking one of my favorite productions, period. I mean, amazing. Let's talk about Soundset.
0: Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I want Because I know we only have you for a little bit more. Soundset. This is like fucking Lollapalooza of hip hop. How did this even come about, and and how much involvement do you have? Like, how do you guys curate like the artists that you pick, from Lauren Hill to Snoop to Gucci Travis, and I know you even keep it, you know, with Keith Cool Keith, and you even, you know, you keep a family of Murs and Blueprint and Pharaoh Mont- how is it this this thing became so monumental in such a short period of time? I feel like I miss out every year. I want to fly to Minnesota. I've never been there, but
1: I need to see the show one of these days. Well, here's the deal. Um, back in 1997, maybe 98. I don't remember. Maybe it was 99. Nah, I think it's 97, 98. We uh we threw a party here in Minneapolis, and we called it Soundset. And it went overnight. It was a rap show that started at like fucking nine PM and went until like fucking seven AM the next day. We were basically imitating what the rave scene was doing. But we wanted to do one that was strictly hip hop. So we booked twenty rap groups, twenty DJs, couple breakdance crews, and threw this party in this fucking warehouse. And uh and it was a success, but we only did it as a one off and it was all local groups. When we put out the Life Gives You Lemons record, we decided we needed to do some something, you know, uh something kinda monumental for our home show in here in Minneapolis. So we reached out to some friends, Dilated Peoples, little brother Aesop Rock, uh Abstract Rude. you know, and we were like, hey, we're gonna throw this outdoor show come play and it worked it came off you know and we got like 5,000 people so we decided hey what if we were to do that again next year and the year after the year after you know we'd already we'd used the name that we had used as younger kids when we threw that that, that overnight joint but uh, every year the pressure is on us to make it a bigger deal than the year before and so every year we would book bigger and bigger names until it reached a point where people started criticizing the, the the lineup. They were like, "Yo, it's not this underground festival anymore. You got, you know, Big Boy and, 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 and Big Sean and people whose names start with the word Big." And so we were like, <laughs> "Yo, uh, but but what, what are you what are you really complaining about? Like, this is an outdoor jam with tons of group, and and, and and it's not like we're shitting on the underground groups. We're representing everything. Every every branch of this tree is being." Represented at this festival, we still got the break dancers. We still got the b-boy tent. You know, we got the the small stage, the big stage, the little stage. We got, you know, it's like, and it's crazy. Like, uh, 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 uh it, 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 and then we just had to keep going bigger and bigger until, and like, you know, fuck, man, this last one we had uh Lauren Hill and Travis Scott headlining. You know, what I'm saying the thing about Soundset that to me is is the freshest is that if you look at the groups around the middle of the day that are brand new. Those are the groups that are going to be really big. In a year or two And we've managed to kind of do it Every year Like uh, we had Macklemore Before he became fucking huge We had Kendrick Before he got huge We had Big Sean Before he got huge We had Big Crit Before he got huge You know what I'm saying It's like it, 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 And so It's, it's dope Because the the community here Is able to see What's coming next They still get to see What's, what's old We always have a Cypress Hill And a fucking You know uh, We had T.I. You know what I'm saying We always have Some old school shit We always have The new school shit We always have The underground shit there's DJs, there's you know just overall, it's just a big rap festival, you know what I'm saying? And but I uh, I don't know what they're trying to do next because it's like where do we go from here? How do you go any bigger? Are you gonna fucking book Kanye? You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna reunite N.W.A. No. like what the what the fuck is next? Like how do you you need to get Kylie Jenner as your host instead how of Slay? Do you,
2: how do you one up, right?
1: Yeah, how do you keep going up? We've already had Snoop Dogg, you know what I'm saying? We've already had you know, and so I just seem kind of like. So me personally Last year from stage uh, In the middle of our set I, I thanked people for coming And I, 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 I let everybody know This is the last sound set Oh shit, uh, really? The people Yeah, well And, and, and then, you know the My, my, my co-organizers Didn't like that <laughs> um, But I figured Hey, what a way To get the ball rolling To end this Is if I announce it It was the 10 year anniversary Of sound set Thanks for coming And by the way This is the last one So it's really good That you're here Because there will be No more now so 11 sold they out still, they know <laughs> no they still want to throw more they're gonna throw more anyway you know what i mean and so now i gotta fucking come up with some dumbass shit to say next year when they force me to play that shit uh well, you, you know i'm a co i'm a co-owner of the festival but to be fair i don't have a huge hand in the booking and organizing of it because that's not really my strength. Um, I am more of like an amba- I'm more of an ambassador And, and it's funny because uh, That obviously isn't a strength either If I'm announcing it's dead But it is what it is, You know, is I'm one of the faces of Soundset uh, It's still my party technically It's my party It's it's just a long fucking running b- Release party for the When Life Gives You Lemons records This is still my fucking party And, and so I'm still a headliner at the party But I don't. uh, Are they going to get Jay Z for next year? What the fuck are they going to do? Are they going to reunite the Fat Boys? That would (laughs) be magic. Stick
2: them. Ha ha ha. Stick them.
0: Speaking of big, I don't know if we could talk about this. You once told me a story about Rick Rubin trying to uh, sign you guys. Is that something we could talk about on the air? Because I know that was quite a juicy story that most people, if not any, know about.
1: Oh, yeah, we could talk about it. You know, I'd be really hesitant to to, like, I guess, um, define it as Rick Rubin tried to sign us as much as I think he came to see what we were all about uh he, he came to a show and he was he was gracious you know what i'm saying he floated dude we were backstage and he came floating in i swear to god he wasn't walking i think he was hovering like two inches above the ground and smiling and i felt kind of like wow this dude might be the most religious dude i've ever met and i don't even know if he is or not but I there was just a thing about is. the dude this is my dream Man. by the
4: way keep continue it's it's happening this summer. okay yeah
1: yeah So it was back in 2003. We were playing at the Fonda, the Henry Fonda Theater in Los Angeles. And Mr. Dibbs was still with me back then. So me and Dibbs were backstage uh, and Bird was back there. And I think it was, post show I think it was after the show and he came floating through and introduced himself and uh, was 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 mad cool and you know and, and said nice things about our set etc cetera, etc cetera. so we were like well and thanks for coming so so we kind of you know said our piece I didn't I, dude I made a mistake I said this I said some shit to him I was so nervous right that I meant to say I was just listening to Paul Revere earlier today I don't know why I would tell him that I was listening to a Beastie Boys song that he produced. Is that really what he wants to fucking hear? I don't know, but this is what <laughs> I decided to say. But the best the best part was I fucked up and said Paul's Boutique actually <laughs> <laughs> and, but in my head it was Paul Revere and in in the in the in, in the real world it was the Paul Revere joint we were playing it earlier trying to figure out a way to work the beat into our set which would have been amazing if he would have been there and heard us rhyme over Paul Revere but that's another story yeah, you got the so anyway, Paul's
3: mixed up just like uh, St. Paul and I got the Paul's right? mixed up and I immediately knew and he didn't fucking bat an
1: eye he just smiled and nodded his head and shit and I was like oh my god I can't believe that just happened i fucked up so anyway he leaves and i remember kicking myself like wow i just totally embarrassed myself in front of this dude and then his people reached out and they invited me to his crib and they're like hey we want you to come over when uh when the next time you're in town whatever whatever so i was like cool so i went home started making new music then his people reached out and they're like hey you're making new music and i'm like how the fuck do they know that right so i'm like <laughs> uh Um, um, Yeah And and, and they're like Do you want to come play it for him I'm like okay But all I got is Four track shit But I would gladly Come out there And sit down with him And play four track shit for him So you can at least See how we go about Creating songs And uh he was with it So I fucking went out to LA And went to his his. Uh, I don't know if it was his house Or just one of his homes Or a studio There was a fucking huge Stuffed bear inside of his Like in, 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 the, in the main Entryway of his crib We went and sat on the porch And they were And uh, uh, I showed up with a tape, <laughs> a cassette, and and they looked for something to play a cassette on, and then they brought it out, and we sat there on his porch, and I played cassette demos, four track demos of, for him of what would eventually become the um, you can't imagine how much fun we're having album, and wow. he sat there and nodded and said nice things about it, but I don't think he heard what he was hoping to hear because after that we just we just stayed friends, you know. I would fucking. You know Leave him a message That said Merry Christmas And shit Or he would fucking You know It was a Friends is a strong word It wasn't It wasn't so much friends We were acquaintances We We had each other's Phone numbers But eventually There was no real reason To keep calling him Unless I wanted to Fucking try to You know uh, uh, Tell him more nice things About you know The things that he'd done But you know uh, It was definitely a time You You still have the number? I don't know That's a good question I'm trying to That was I'm trying to visualize for it. me is this fat rick rubin or, or skinny rick, rick rubin's Ruben. phone number i didn't even this was pre-cell phone for me
3: yeah, this was
1: damn. 2000 and 2004 it, is this is this fat rick rubin or skinny rick rubin i'm trying to visualize the whole um, setup i don't think you i think he was i think he was in shape and 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 actually this was 2003 and i did have a cell phone i had a fucking flip phone yeah i but, was gonna uh, say you had the razor No, nah, you know you did Nah, dude, I had that one that was where you could screen calls. There was a Sprint joint where your 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 you, you, your voicemail message would play, and then you could listen to them leave the message,
3: the Nokia, and
1: decide brick. whether and decide whether or not you wanted to pick up the phone. The brick phone. The, back, this
4: yeah. this uh, this story still bugs me out, dude, because yeah, I, mean, I just believe that Rick Rubin is. Just, I mean, I, I, He's the closest to Jesus for me. It just he
1: just is. Man, the dude that uh, the dude that introduced me to him, the dude that connected it, he, he's at Rhyme series now. Wow. It's oh, really? crazy how how shit goes full circle. Yeah. I mean, shit.
4: the one time I met Rick Rubin, he came up to me in the West Village and he's like, I know you, right? And I said, No. And he fucking walked away and I'm like what the fuck did you just do That was Rick Rubin <laughs> And I was like I, I just wanted the back. same
1: shit You're like I don't know how to talk to this guy I He thought up. he was a yeah. bum he thought I totally he, he, like, fucked up I, I have no cash I have a credit I, card
4: I totally fucked up and I, and I regret that shit I know it sounds so silly But that stupid little fucking moment Could have been it Period
1: Hey man listen I, I probably did, You know we probably Only communicated From 2003 to like 2005 or six when once once the you can't imagine record came out you know it was what it was but in that time uh we hung out a couple of times talked a couple of times one time he had me and aunt and was with me this is before aunt used to tour with me uh, i was like aunt you gotta fucking meet rick rubin and and, and 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 rick was like let's have lunch so we went to some weird little deli and they had sandwiches. In, LA? in, in Somewhere in L.A., yes. Yeah, somewhere in Hollywood. And uh, and it was crazy because there was nobody else at the restaurant. And I was kind of like, man, did he fucking... Did he, <laughs> did, did he do that? Did he Maybe. do that? You know Maybe. what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to ask. Yeah. But it was just... It was literally just the four of us. It was me and him and then his dude. He had, a, like, a driver, bodyguard guy. Yeah. And... Uh, and I remember when he drove off. It was the first time I'd ever actually seen somebody get into a Bentley with my own two eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd only seen them in videos and of shit. Course, man. And 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 then uh, it was also crazy because he got in the back seat, right? Like straight up, he got in the back and then <laughs> the back the right. The, drove. Back,
4: the back right.
1: Yeah, dude. Yes, this the is back what, right. And this I was just kind of like this motherfucker. And then so so <laughs> later in life when jay-z put out that like out of retirement record or whatever or, or whatever the record he made that had rick rubin on there that, wait, that was an out of retirement but whatever remember he, there, yeah that 99 joint yeah, there yeah. was like some weird little documentary thing that that was like a couple yeah, 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 yeah. The, with the phone or, with the phones yeah and and there was a scene with rick and i remember when i seen it i was like holy shit that's like the same guy right that i met like i was like so in front of the camera off the camera he really is just this dude who just fucking smiles a lot and is enjoying his fucking life dude that's beautiful bro this This is this is
4: what makes you so relatable man i i I fucking love that story this was the highlight for me and i totally appreciate you sharing that because that just hit me the right way man i appreciate that hit you the right
0: way huh
3: I'm telling you, period. Right. Thank you. Well, look,
0: I, I know you I give just it. have one more question. Oh, here we go.
3: Kev, come on. <laughs> Did you have a Tom Bernanski poster on your wall growing up, Minnesota twins? Tom Bernanski, maybe Kirby Puckett, maybe Ken Herbeck. And who was your dude? Um,. On uh, the twins I had to go with Puckett, I guess. I wasn't really a baseball dude. All right, so uh Vikings, uh Tarkington, Randy Moss, uh Well Chris Carter. Well, Wait, uh, who was the, who who's a running back y'all had for a while who was fucking sick? Carter, right? Peter uh, yeah, Carter. Carter, back uh, in the Here's 80s. the thing. I, like, I never had I was
1: I was I was definitely more into football and I was a Randy Moss dude.
3: Yes, um well, Randy Moss is the shit. It's
1: the love. Next it. question. Chris Carter, I was I was I was down with him. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh, uh back in the day we had a because Carter's a dick. Job,
0: he's man. our neighbor, and we can all attest to the fact that he's a dickhead. But Dante
3: Dante Culpepper, uh Culpepper.
1: You know, we had uh there was we had a young we at one point we had a Peyton. You know what I'm saying? Like France Harkinson was a little bit before I was paying attention. He might have even you know, I was That's I was a little like little 60s guy and like that. Shit. um Den, Denny Green was the man for a long time. Uh, I, I would say this though, like I never had no sports dudes on my wall. My walls were covered with rappers. There was one point where I, on a Saturday, had fucking pulled pictures out of a Playboy magazine and covered my walls with them, not thinking that my mom was gonna like fucking make me tear chari- it. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. My mom immediately was like, what the fuck are you doing? Take this shit the fuck down. Why'd you take so Gucci had- rap
3: off the wall and replace it with Miss October?
1: A B. I had, I had I had I had about twelve hours of like the most fucking pornographic wall that you would ever see a fucking 15, 14 or fifteen year old have.
0: What's that? I said. Was that the day you had the record where you were jerking off the most out of all the days? It was like a sick day where you, where you were you just jerking off to your wall. Nah, you know I don't
1: even re- really remember life back then. But I, I guarantee you that my my masturbation peak was probably like when I was about. 33 years old. That was when I was probably, like, breaking my records.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, look. That's we're me personally. We're going to do a quick game of this or that. I'm going to just give you, like, a few, few names. You pick the one... We're gonna end it. I appreciate the time. I know you. uh... <laughs> Shit, I don't know how you endured this, man. But uh... hey, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Thanks, 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 thanks for talking to <laughs> me. are sober. We're French. fucked up, and, and Fuck it must Kevin. be brutal. All right, look. Quick game of this and that. All you have to do is pick one of them. Real simple. I'm gonna start easy, and then it's gonna get a little harder. All right. You're like a virgin right now. Randy Moss or Kevin Garnett. <laughs>
1: Damn, I'm I got to go with Randy Moss. But they're kinda equal to me. Yeah. But I gotta go with Randy Moss just because I was definitely more of a football dude.
0: Okay, fair enough. KMD or MF Doom? Mm. MF Doom. Best Buy or Target. Target. <laughs> By that's the way, most people shit. are that's yeah, that's a, both Yeah, exactly. Tom Waits or Bob Dylan? Tom waits.
3: Yeah, good choice, brother. Prince. He's right, He's right though too. Going back to that Hold target, on. best buy shit. Targets definitely. You don't bad. even have to say that. Oh, no, no. Prince.
0: Prince or KRS one. Prince. Shit. Mark Marin or Larry David. Mark Maron. I fucking hate that.
1: That, that was hard because I'm. I can't really say I'm a fan of either, but I'm not a hater of either. But I think Mark Marin Just. Uh, seems more likely to have coffee and talk shit with me. I, I, I think Larry, Larry David—that's Larry, the dude from Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, your question. You Always hated that dude. I don't know why. I've—I've
0: I've, I've never really man. been
1: into that dude. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. When life gives you lemons, or the family sign. Life gives you lemons. Okay. Mac and cheese or grilled cheese? <laughs> Mac and cheese. All right. There we go. Sean, thank you for everything. For those that don't know, this is Sluggo from Atmosphere. Slug, why'd you why'd you shorten it to Slug instead of Sluggo?
1: I guess it just was uh, 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 evolution. It's, it keeps getting shorter. It's it used to be little Sluggo. No, no, little, no <laughs> little. It's uh, and when and by the time I die, I'll just be a G. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's,
0: a, that's a great way to end this. Thanks again. Look for I think an hour and ten minutes. I'm sure your fans and friends will appreciate this, and uh, we we certainly do here. At Take it personal.
1: Right on! Thanks for having me. You guys have a great time. Don't puke.
0: Yeah. Uh, a, a good- hey, and by the way, best of luck. Congrats. All that good stuff. I know you're gonna, you know, be a, a father to uh, another child. You're like the you're like the Sean Kemp of, of rap music right now. You have what four kids? <laughs> so so congrats to you, man. And uh, you're Cole a good Martin. dude. I appreciate it
1: thank you brother thank you thank you back and I appreciate you you guys have a great night great day whatever the fuck time this is when you're it, it's uh, 12.30 listening? our time yeah. Wait, it's it's, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like, there is no time in the world of podcast time that fear fear get, time that is true
4: get your ass to work man you got shit to do do your I, thing I'm, I'm on
1: my way I'm All on it alright have Be a good night peace peace, peace. peace.